2: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent
2: with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
1: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I
3: think Tony back on here, bro. He's to all. He's like. He's gonna be to like, you know, He's like super hype. Like, that's what I want to be honest with you. He just started making weird noises into. Yeah, careful what you wish for, because he started just making weird noises into the mic. Like it's been, he just misses being on the microphone. I think he's like a we kid a, playing with a
2: microphone. We had a dance party. You missed it,
3: Tony. Because I'm glad.
1: yard got the Tony got had the a dance party. Background. Yeah, they do have a little live music. I got you. You know, it's funny. I I remember when Tony, we were, we had just started football roundup and Tony put in those like moaning noises in between. (laughs) Like that was football. It was a
3: different kind of football. It was sexual football roundup.
1: (laughs) I was like, Tony, I don't I don't think this is okay.
2: Mm -hmm. There was it was it was men putting effort in things sounding men grunts Mm
3: -hmm. putting effort into each other, maybe. And he, and and he also, someone, you you, also no, he knew, also he knew that the entire time, it was a creative no, choice. No, he did. It, w- it wasn't, it wasn't until like we listened. It wasn't like no, he knew. No, he knew. Well, he did, no, it, but we didn't know. No, until- it, it was. Uh, it was not some unwitting mistake by him. It was like let's see if men, I can get this in there. Men do not grunt when playing Yo. football. <laughs> that
1: was a good one, Jason. I'm proud of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a lot of male grunts in football. You do hear it over the microphone?
1: Uh, ooh, uh, no, uh,
3: but you, you had, you had, <laughs> brothers. You, <laughs> you had. The sound effects that you got were not from Googling football sound effects. That's no, sure. you, it was brothers going crazy in your grunts. <clears throat> I, I don't know what
1: that was. And like, I wish yeah. people knew, like could hear, but to hear the disdain that you and I had over the text, Jason, where we were like, Tony, I don't know what you searched for sounds. <laughs> That ain't it, dog. But he knew this ain't that type he- of, that type of podcast.
3: As soon, as soon as we told him, "Hey, Tony, take the sex noises out of the football roundup," he knew exactly what it was. He's like, "Oh yeah, right. like, oh
1: yeah,
2: okay, got you."
1: Oh,
3: oh shoot, they found it.
1: Sex noises out.
2: Right. Hey, sex sales guys. Not on this podcast.
3: It don't. What? What's all the sexy right here? What? No. What? You see what I'm talking about? You see how like inflated he is right now? Yeah, I, re- I
1: regret the return. Hashtag this return. Is,
3: I when I saw you do that, yeah, I
1: I was like, this won't help. Tony, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm say this, and then uh, matter of fact, I want this included in in the episode. So do we have to pretend like you ain't been gone for the last six weeks, or or do we? <laughs> or do we have to like do we have to pretend for the viewers or listeners, or can we just talk about it? <laughs> because I know it's, it's how like, would
3: we pretend? You're just gonna claim all these people have been totally you oh yeah, back, that woman that sounded it. a lot like Layla Rahimi and that guy that sounded like Cam. Yeah, that was Tony. Tony just doing voices.
1: <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure a, people know. They brought back a new Aunt Viv on Fresh Prince. <laughs> Actually, like, nothing happened. <laughs> so we could bring a light skinned dude in here and pretend he's Tony. So, like, do we have to pretend like this man? People been asking. Streets asked, been asking.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. somebody that can do a Tony impersonation. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Lawrence could probably do it. <laughs>
2: I would would have liked to seen that. At least he's been doing lovey Smith. Smith. The guests, the guests uh, try
3: to be me for for a couple sentences. Well, they haven't been actually, they've just been doing it professionally. There's been an unbelievable Uh, level of professionalism from everybody. Who's been sitting in your chair for the last two months.
1: And they can all read.
3: There's also that. There's also that. (laughs) Let's start our show and get right into Tony's, you know, Hiatus and welcome back. Uh, I'm Jason Leisure. This is Sports Adjacent, my co host, Russ Dorsey, and back finally, our producer after almost two months on walkabout or whatever you want to call it. A walkout. <laughs> Yay, yeah, yeah. un, un, Unapproved PTO. Right. I'm back. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'd like to underline the P in PTO there because it definitely was. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's something pretty baller about taking time off, even though it's not really approved.
2: (laughs) Right. There's something freeing in that. I still, I I still, I still worked right. You know, like I still edited, you know,
3: I posted a podcast too.
1: um... That's
3: a, that's a particularly dicey move to make when every single week, your job is kind of hanging by a thread anyway. (laughs) No, definitely. And then Jay- you're, like, Jason, then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to leave for an undefined mm-hmm. amount of time and I'd like to keep getting those paychecks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but meantime, between time, y'all can go F yourself, but still keep sending them checks through. Right. And all the while, pay other people to be replacing me. Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetUS. You can go on to BetUS.com and use promo code SPORTSADJACENT to get a 125% sign-up bonus. You can bet on the Super Bowl. It is finally Super Bowl week. But you can also bet on a million other things. You can bet on NFL futures. You can actually bet on next year's Super Bowl uh, right now at BetUS. You can bet on the NBA, baseball, hockey, whatever else you want, uh, casino games. But you put in $100, start your account, they'll kick you an extra 25 in betting credits. Tony, welcome back. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Concerned, probably, is how I'm doing. <laughs> We're
1: doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, so, so, Tony, I have a, a, a laundry list of things to talk about with you. So ah, since yes. the last time... This is the last time the people have have seen or heard from you mm-hmm. lots mm-hmm. of things have happened in your life, and in, in jason and, and I, my
3: life like mm-hmm. lots of stuff going on um, i don't think anything happened in my life okay so it, <laughs> i'm still sitting i, I where i'm sitting right now looks like nothing's happened in my life in 20 years i'm sitting in my dad's basement <laughs> yeah jason hasn't moved out of his dad's house yeah like, nothing's happened to him right
1: um just to explain for the people, like, I don't want them to think Tony was in rehab for six weeks and that's why he had to go away. Like, yes. Or like, people think there were a rift between us. Like, mm-hmm. I talked to my parents the week after you we were off and we said, Tony's going on a sabbatical for a little bit. And they're like, mm-hmm. is, Tony up? is Tony mad at you guys? I'm like, we should be mad at Tony. What? Y'all? Like, yeah. What?
3: But so, also plenty of people were happy. Jason yeah. and I, I mean,
1: being the main ones. Uh, yeah.
3: And people I heard from. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs>
2: Um, no, I just, uh, you know, like doing this, uh, for, you know, as long as I have, which hasn't been, you know, that long it has been like, what, 10 years, I think, since I've started doing media things, uh, which is like a drop in the bucket to like Jason and stuff. Um, you know, being, a being a creative, sometimes, uh, you just need just a, a full stop and a reset uh on the direction that you want to go and how you want to take your you know career and you know the type of personality you want to be on there and um i i needed that break um and like you said a lot of stuff happened you know i got engaged um you know a lot of things i mean that's the biggest of the things but um i just felt like i needed that time to reassess who is tony gill in the public space um who i want to be going forward um as you know to this to this point you know uh the the character uh that that is tony gill it's you know bring you to bring the audience inside the you know behind the curtain on how a lot of this stuff goes is when you're on air you you know you typically become an extreme version of you know a point of yourself
3: yeah everybody Um, not not just you but this is like every Talk radio show, our mm-hmm. podcast, every podcast, TV shows, that's you have to take whatever you normally are and then just kind of amplify it.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's still you, but it's just a, you know, a more eccentric version of, you know, who you already are. Um, and, you know, towards the end, before I, you know, just needed that break, uh, those two things just started to blend together kind of in real life. Uh, where you know maybe at certain points I felt like I was performing in real life and not really knowing that I was doing it uh just to keep you know the con the content going right and I love content you know I always put you know content first until you know it starts to bleed into actual things where you know I was missing you know things in my real life subtleties uh in my relationships with people with my fiance like all that stuff, you know, is important to me, obviously. But making sure I have a handle and separating, okay, where's the character of Tony is supposed to stop, and where does the real Anthony kill is is supposed to begin, um, and that way it doesn't, you know, affect or impact the actual important things in my life. So that's why, you know, I, I needed the break. I was still, you know, around you know, editing things. I was still talking to Jason and Russ and Lawrence and everybody else. So behind the scenes, everything is all good. It was just, uh, I, I just needed a quick, you know, just a get right, you mm-hmm. know, before I can, you know, proceed. So thank you, you guys it,
3: for allowing me to do that. And you arrived at this conclusion yourself, or did Stephanie Yoko Ono our podcast, what happened? <laughs> so,
2: um, I mean, having a person that's <laughs> smart and lovely and beautiful as Stephanie uh in my life. You know, she's she's the one that, that, that caught it. Um and I'm sure you guys would have eventually uh caught on to it, but nobody spends as much time with me as Stephanie. So
3: well, um, Russ for, and I caught on to it, but we were too busy profiting off it to interpret. I mean, I wasn't wanted to be the guy to say it, but yeah,
1: you, the show, you see the show didn't stop. We right. got keep getting these checks to, to keep paying. So, so, so I, I wanted you to, oh. I was the first one to say, hmm. like, Tony called both Jason and I. He was like, Russ, you got a minute? I'm like, I'm sorry, yes, bro. What's going on? Yeah, and he's like, I just I just need to take some time away, bro. Like, I'm, I'm losing myself. And it was at that moment, I'm like, all right, my guy needs some time. Damn this podcast. Like, had we just said no more podcasts for six weeks, if that Tony could go away and, like, get himself together, I would have been totally fine with that. Jason feels like the exact same way. Um, I didn't want him to have to worry about, like, the podcast. Like, yo, go do what you have to do. We'll be fine. We know enough people to get by. He was still editing the podcast, so it was it was we were getting that part of it taken care of. Yeah. And then the content would, you know, had taken care of itself for the last six weeks. So mm. um now. Nah. But Jason's right though. We 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 still have to get this money out here, brother. Yeah, yeah, I had a similar yeah,
3: reaction, Russ. So you know, when Tony said that I sat there and it made really I said I was it made me very reflective and I said, um, I have other friends. <laughs> Russ, you don't know this. Actually, you and I have not had this conversation. Would you like to hear about the conversation I had with Tony, where he informed Mm -hmm. me he was coming back? Yeah, I was. I never told you. I did not tell you some of the details. Can
1: you and I have the conversation? Can we tell people about the conversation you and I had before you had that conversation?
3: Yeah. Which one do you want to do? You go ahead. Let's go chronologically
1: here. So chronologically, so it had been a while since Tony had been around, and, and we. You know, sources, sources had confirmed that Tony was interested in coming back to the team, right? Our Ben Simmons was interested to coming back <laughs> right. to our team, right? right. And so... And with his phone in
3: his pocket and not totally cooperative, right. but he was going to be here.
1: So Jason and I, as the front office and head coach of this podcast, we start talking like, all right, our guy's thinking about coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, We need to find out a specific date because if not... We have to line up more guests for the next month or so.
3: We've been um, scheduling people in place of Tony, and those right. of who have been listening have heard Layla Rahimi, Herb Howard, Cam Ellis, Maddie Lee. Anybody else? Lawrence was Lawrence. in there. Lawrence Holmes. Was oh, Chris Cody. Chris, yeah, Cody. Chris Cody. Cody was fantastic. My yeah. Who yeah.
2: You, so we need. You made, so we, missed. Yes. We.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, take as much time as you need. We're Russ and I are both personal friends with Tony. This is mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. a business endeavor and an entertainment platform, uh, but. You know, if you know, if he knows when he's coming back, Russ, we were saying, you know, we should try to find out when that would be because we need to know how much longer do we need to keep scheduling guest co-hosts for. Right.
1: And so then I was just like, hey, man, uh, I don't want to pressure Tony at all, but we just kind of need to know yes or no. If he's not cool, if he is, we kind of need to figure that out. Um, which led to the conversation between Jason and, and Tony, where he was like, I will talk to him.
3: Which was very unsettling. And you are going to just now learn the details of this. It was the most ego soaked conversation I've ever had with Tony. It was, like, it was as though our show had stopped without him. He, 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 he wanted to do like a theatrical uh, cinematography type thing where he's sending in a fax saying I'm back like Michael Jordan in 1995, whatever it was. And, uh, it was right after the, I think it was right after the the Herb Howard episode or the one before that. It must've been the one before that. Cause I usually talk to Tony after we're done with these. Uh, so he, so to get an idea of when he's going to turn it around editing wise and what needs to have elevator music played over it most likely. Um, and he was so excited, Russ, which I thought, oh, this is good. He's, like, very excited to come back. And he goes, yeah, I already have a segment idea. Did you guys do this one yet? And here's what he – here's his segment idea was um, ranking bodily emissions in order of how good they feel, not counting, <laughs> you know, the obvious one. Right? Am I saying – do you think I'm – am I describing that correctly, Tony? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Just
2: things that your body does – Outside of the obvious, big old right. um, Okay, Tony. That what what, what, (laughs) we're
1: not talking about, Oscar (laughs) um,
2: Robertson. That just makes you feel good. Like mine was sneezing. I enjoy really good hard clearing clearing sneeze. Yeah, like it clears up all my things up here. Like a a good sneeze is
3: is very satisfying. Yes, after Thank, thank you, thank you. We got it. Um. So, Russ, this was the phone call. It was like, basically, Tony starting the phone call with, "I'm coming back. You're welcome." And here's the great idea I thought of while I was gone. What's more fun, sneezing or farting? And so, as we built up to his actual return, and you tweeting about it, say with a hashtag, the return. It, I just, it just started making me nervous all day about how this was going to go. Uh, um. Tony, if that was the first idea you've come back
1: (laughs) mental leave, I would suggest you take another six weeks off. (laughs) So the last since since we've last seen Tony, he's gotten himself engaged. And I was I was fortunate enough to be at the engagement and Jason was out of town, but his family was there representing the leisure household. Yes. Lawrence was there. It was a wonderful event on a night of an ice storm, but everybody made it there <laughs> safe and sound. Um, first, take us through the evening, Tony, like your mental and then now life as a freshly engaged gentleman.
2: Um. Well, first, I'll answer your second question first. Uh, being engaged is awesome. Like it's like dating, but like grander
3: because <laughs> you know I've what the goal is going to be. Russ um, Russ does not probably think that Russ thinks it sounds like dating, but minus the freedom. So <laughs> like even after you get engaged, like, I hey, we'll see how it goes. Russ <laughs> is making uh, Russ is making various faces that indicate yes. Go ahead, <laughs> oh
2: um, Yeah man, it's 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 great. Uh she's truly my best friend. Um Talk about anything and everything. Uh, it's it's been wonderful. Ah, uh, but going back to that night, um, I did, I wasn't nervous. You know how people say, ah, oh, man, I was you know nervous about asking. I, mm-hmm. I had a pretty good sense she was going to say yes, so I wasn't nervous about that. The nervousness came by trying to set everything up, right? Like by making
3: mean, it uh, incredibly more complicated than it had to be. You mean yes? Okay.
2: Uh, I mean, the weeks leading up to it, hiding, you know, who I'm texting because I'm actually talking about details of the proposal and mm. like waiting for her to go into another room to talk to her family in like two minute
3: stretches before she came back. But that's yeah. actually a great practice for all the sneaking and lying you'll end up doing as a married person. Oh, you know. Jesus. That's it's not where tra- I wanted this to go. Don't- it's good,
1: tra- it's Johnny, good training. Edit this part out. <laughs> Just leave all the good stuff that you said in there.
2: <laughs> um that was the more and then making sure people got there on time so (laughs) (laughs) you know things can go according to to, to plan that was the more nerve-wracking part than the Mm. than actually asking her to marry me uh but again appreciate you russ appreciate you jason and your family for coming through uh, and everybody that came through, um, I couldn't get everybody in there. It was a it was a small, you know, intimate spot. Mm-hmm. But you know, we definitely pulled enough for the wedding. We got y'all. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's been great. The proposal <laughs> was fun. Once I, I got a chance to breathe, and it was all done, and everybody's there, we took pictures and all that. But yeah, it's it's been great so far. J- Jason, uh, y-
1: you as the the only person besides. Tony on this lovely podcast who has been had the pleasure of being engaged and entering uh wedded bliss as many mm, would yes. call it
3: as I what, would call what, it yes Russ
1: yeah yeah yes. you what would uh what young Anthony now and we'll talk about that too what does young Anthony have to look forward to in the months leading up to his him saying
3: I do mm, okay great question all right so Tony, you know how in dating and being engaged, uh, you have to constantly be trying to prove yourself and you have to do all these things that maybe you don't even really want to do, but you're trying to impress the other person? You know mm-hmm. that? Okay. So after you get married, you will have to keep doing that um, forever, <laughs> but she won't. It's <laughs> oh, not where I thought this was going. I got to stop asking you things, Jason. O- only you will have to keep doing that. We got to do more pre-production. So again, <laughs> is- so... Russ, you're interrupting the good advice. Uh, So I would say set the bar as low as you can now, Mm -hmm. unless it's already too late, which Mm -hmm. it sounds like, by the way, your engagement went, uh, it is too late.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Set the bar pretty high, but, you know, that's how greatness happens, right? Keep setting a new standard. Keep raising the bar. Tom Brady
3: i russ okay. you look like this didn't go how you wanted like you wanted uh, me to give the kind of advice you'd hear in church or something i mean i wanted
1: you to give like good advice but <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you did,
2: but
1: you did work but <laughs> all right so let me let me let me ask let me ask tony this jesus jason take five take five minutes to yourself um go on leave <laughs> yeah please yeah, yeah. You, you should go on leave and tony t- tell him how to go on leave please
3: i'm gonna take uh <laughs> men- mental leave or whatever you called it for tony
1: yeah um <laughs> i'm thrown off now thank you jason all right so you've gotten engaged what yeah. has wedding planning with your lovely fiance been like is it stressful do you make any decisions
3: what is it like are you having um, to decide between like different shades of uh beige, for example? <laughs> um I, I
2: have no context into wedding planning whatsoever. My brother got married, but obviously I wasn't you know involved in anything. I just showed up, paid for my suit, I'll stand here, I will stand here. Um being a part of planning something this large uh, and this important is something that I, I don't think i've ever kind of been a part of um like i haven't you know i haven't planned big things of importance like you know you as a producer you you know plan for guests like just all like you know, it's not really stuff that doesn't mean a whole lot um uh, but this is like truly truly meaningful um so I, I am taking this you know serious as i can um she knows more. I think that kind of goes without saying, but than I do, um, just in general uh, about you know wedding planning and how do you you know where to start. Um, so she's been taking the lead on you know okay, let's do this, or you know what do you think about this? I just need to be presented with the options. My my mind frame is I don't even know what the options are. Like I don't I don't have any context so once i'm presented with options then i can you know help make decisions she's been doing a great job of okay here are options here they all laid out dissect them and then go from there and we've been working together kind of as a team on on that aspect and then kind of moving forward uh we also started going to the gym baby so that's to get
3: in shape for it you mean
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, my brother's okay, getting right. married. Her sister is getting married, and then our wedding is later this year. So, uh, and we, you know, just want to get healthy. Like, once I started feel feeling old, and I'm not old, I was like, I gotta change up some stuff. So, switching up the diet a little a little bit. Uh, hit the gym. Um, as of right now, we've gone like three. We started last week. We went three times. So I think three times a week, leading up to okay, there you go October. Uh, i think should be good but man i am sore all the time
3: how did you start feeling old what was the alarm bell going off for you were you like letting out a big groan sitting in in a chair or like like feeling tired and
2: unenergetic at times like during the day like feeling like i need a nap and i get you know naps are cool sometimes but i'm like yo like i should not be napping like this like
3: there's something's gotta yeah. give. Yeah. There's a window from like age twenty to age sixty where you're probably not supposed to really be a regular napper. Yeah. And I mean, trust me, I enjoy a good nap. A good solid. Maybe nap. like age ten to age sixty. But oh, an occasional yeah. nap, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. had an early flight or something that day. Mm-hmm. Uh napping every day is for the uh the ten and under and the sixty and older crowd, I believe. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's been fun doing that together. Just
2: Doing all this stuff, I think, together is the most fun part, is knowing that we're together, doing all these important things together, um, and just feeling like you're, you know, you got, you know, you're a superhero team and you're fighting the world. It's it's a good feeling.
1: Since our, our newly engaged friend has burst onto the media scene, he'd been known as Tony everywhere he went. Right. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's his name. And and Yes. But no, that's the nickname that we like to call him. But over the months since he met his lovely fiance, it had been, we had heard Anthony sprinkled in a lot more. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the night that he gets engaged, Stephanie says, yes, he comes up to me and Lawrence at the engagement party. And he was just like, is it official? Am I? Am I finally Anthony? And we look at each other and we're like, "Yes, yes, it's been complete. The transformation has been completed." So, what for you in your seat being Tony and going from Tony to Anthony, just in a life perspective?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's because you, you've changed? You know, anything when you change your handle and your and your mm-hmm. name on the, your socials, that's when it's serious. So <laughs> as you've gone through. the life of meeting your fiance all these different changes in your life and to now say i'm anthony gill (laughs) what has that experience been like
2: um it's certainly easier when you know you're doing adult things with like professionals and my first instance oh tony you know, like, no, that's that's not what it's going to say when I sign whatever I'm signing is going to say, you know, Anthony. So that's been a lot easier not having that tick. Uh, um, but uh, I think that. I mean, it's a funny, you know, joke, but yeah, I did, you know, change a little bit um, in, in a good way, right? Like
3: oh, TBD in like thinking let's not jump to conclusions um
2: truly changing your thinking from an independent to incorporating somebody else it's a it's a whole different game it's a whole different state of mind because now every decision you make as small as you think it is is going to affect or impact the person, you know, next to you, the person that you are with, that you want to grow old with. Um, And that takes a little bit of time, right? Like transferring that thinking from just doing something because you want to do it as an independent to now, okay, well, I got to check with my wife or my fiance, or let me see what she thinks about things before I move forward. As mundane as the thing might be, Right? Like I can't be making those, you know, independent decisions as much anymore. Obviously, I'm gonna make some decisions of my own, but in terms of the large scheme of things and the effect that it's gonna have on my family that I'm you know gonna start, like I have to incorporate more people into my decision making. And that is a that is a, a mentality that I definitely wanted to to change. Um, and thus goes the kind of the period where i you know was out that it takes work like that takes work changing a mindset takes work uh and i was i am willing and it's it's an ongoing process i'm willing to put in the work um because this is what's important to me um in my life and this is what i want to be successful at i want a successful marriage i just don't want a, i told got married you know it's great but i want to be successful in and, and thrive, and that takes a different mindset. So I think in the microcosm of me, you know, in the, in the content game of changing from Tony to Anthony, you know, as it, you know, be a joke, but there is a little truth to that, that, yeah, Anthony has to think about a family now versus Tony who
3: just thought about, okay, what's best for me? I think uh, when you talked about like incorporating the other people in your family into your decisions, I agree with that. And I, in um, 16 years of marriage, I don't think I've ever been asking my wife's permission for some to do something, but it's, but I have factored her in. I I know Mm -hmm. what's going on in the house. I know when it's like, and not a great time for me to be gone or when I need to pitch in more or whatever, Mm -hmm. when it's not a good time for me to, uh, leave for a weekend or something like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, I think of Tony as the guy that I'm friends with because that's how I've always known you. And I think Mm -hmm. of Anthony as someone who's like sophisticated and refined and wears a top hat and has a monocle and (laughs) doesn't eat a sandwich in the middle of a live recording. (laughs) So now I'm not sure like who I'm friends with. No, I, I saw it's you It's a confusing hurt. time for me, Russ. You really want to Listen. dig into Tony. You want to make this all, you know, Tony and everything. Well, h- you know, how about what I'm going through? during? This?
1: No, I saw you. I saw you twisting your face up when I started talking about it. Like, hmm, I'm losing Tony. Um, but no, I, I think the, the I don't know if me. I'm even friends with Anthony. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know if yeah, I've you- met him. You were already on a limited number of friends, so <laughs> now you're losing <laughs> one of the good ones that right, you yeah, had. Right. <laughs> um, No, the the reason I want to talk about it because it did start as an inside joke between us uh, mm-hmm. and Lawrence, and like oh Anthony, all of a sudden. But I do think like you can see the changes that you've wanted to make, and I think it's really interesting hearing about, you know, as a single person, you you are allowed to be selfish like I, mm-hmm. I you can only i can think about
3: myself right i don't you have to Smiled so about big it. when you said the word selfish you smiled. no I, I stop it y'all gotta stop you got I'm so happy make, when he said you get can to be i compliment selfish.
1: tony jason Jesus. you get to be your own person and only think about what's best for you but when you decide to join in a union with somebody to say i'm going to spend my rest of my life with this person It sounds simplistic. Like, yeah, I have to think about two people now and more this person than me. Like you're in a mindset now of, well, what is best? What I think is best for me is what's best for Stephanie. And I think there's some there's beauty in that. And that like you've been this way for so long as an adult where it's like it's been about me. But now you say, no, this person is the most important thing in my life. And what makes that person happy is going to make me happy. So I think that's awesome. And I think the fact that you got there um, in what some would consider a short amount of time, but, like, have seen how happy it's made you has been awesome for me to watch. And, like, yeah, we get our jokes off. But (laughs) in in, in all honesty, like, I'm really happy for you. Like, people saw pictures of us and I was smiling so big because I'm like, yo, my mans look so happy. And, like, we're all happy for you. And, and, and it's, I think the transformation is super dope. And no, Jason, we're not losing Tony. Tony's still here. We will always have Tony. But I think oh, in the okay. grand scheme of his life, Anthony is what he is both now and going forward in, like how he wants to be in his life. And I think that's I think, really cool.
3: I think I get it. So he's going to still be Tony, but also Anthony. So he'll just be like living a double life, basically. what you mean i got it that's fine that works for me yes yes jason if that's how you want to rationalize it yes
0: That's 20% off your first order at American Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.
3: Let's do a Football Roundup. Football Roundup. Come on, time to play. There's the song I've been missing. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> football football Roundup is brought to you by BetUS. You can go on to BetUS.com and use promo code SPORTSADJASON, all one word. For a 125% signup bonus. Right now, the big game on there is the Super Bowl. It's Rams minus four over the Bengals. That is coming up on Sunday. You can do alternate lines there too. You could go like Rams minus 15 and a half or Bengals minus three, whatever you want with different payouts for those things. Uh, Super Bowl MVP Russ, Matt Stafford's still the favorite at six to five. Joe Burrow at nine to four and Cooper Cup at 11 to two. Again, like we talked about last week, there's some guys down there like Aaron Donald at 14 to one. You know, he's a star. Like it's hard for a defensive lineman to win Super Bowl MVP, but if he has three, four sacks, something like that. I mean, he's a name that people know. And Odell Beckham at 22 to one. I wouldn't put it past him to have an enormous game. Uh, you can bet right now on whether Tom Brady will unretire and be on a roster week one of the upcoming season. Yes is plus two twenty-five. No is minus three fifty. And Russ, you can bet right now on BetUS the next Super Bowl. So what's this one? 56? You can bet on Super Bowl 57, where the already where the favorite is Kansas City at six to one. So we're staying on that Uh, Buffalo seven to one Rams, 10 to one all the way down near the bottom. uh, Sixth from the bottom, to be precise, are the Chicago Bears at 66 to one.
2: Hey, get in early. Get them cheap, baby. Save your money, y'all.
3: Start football roundup with Kyler Murray. Uh, removing all Arizona Cardinals mentions and photos and everything from his Instagram. And if that sounds trivial and silly to you, then you are old even compared to me, because even I know that means something. Yeah. <laughs> in, tw- in the modern era, that is a way of voicing some kind of displeasure. Now, the confusing thing to me, Russ, is I'm not sure what he's voicing. I was not aware of a Huge problem or anything between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals.
1: That was something. That's it's interesting that you brought it up that way because I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday where I'm like, somebody was just like, "Well, maybe he has a new social media minute." I'm like, "Look, y'all, no. When players do that, they know exactly what they're doing, and that's a sign to whether it's It's Cliff Kingsbury, the front office, like, yo, I'm unhappy and I don't even want to be associated
2: with the team right now. That's a message." I think he was a contract extension, and I mean, we've seen players do. We've seen players here do it, right? Who did He's it? Two for it, one. Uh, Allen A-Rod Robinson did it. Yes, a- Allen A-Rod. Robinson did it in twenty twenty. I believe Jordan Howard, I think, did it before they, you know, yeah. cut ties with him. So this is the
3: new age version of uh, the athlete saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm not." Yeah, it's good. It's a soft rollout of a trade demand or a uh, displeasure over a contract. But make no mistake, this always means something. I'm just not sure exactly in his case. I mean, he would be up for a contract extension. I think they would be this spring deciding to opt in on his 2023 option year, which if you have a really good quarterback, you don't do that. You sign him to a long-term contract extension. He was an MVP candidate this year, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 100.6 pass rating and a pretty good runner too five touchdowns as a rusher. Um he's signed for this upcoming season and the next one. So maybe he's not or no no team option for 2023. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just was saying. So um Tony, you know one thing we've missed since you've been gone is hurt feelings athlete. Can you do hurt feelings Kyler Murray stripping the Cardinals off of his Instagram because he's upset about something that he won't tell us. <clears throat>
2: No give me a contract. Hmm. 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 Delete. 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 You gonna play with my money? Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. How you like that?
3: Hmm. Cliff oh, Kingsbury wait, hold on, hold going on. to the Super Bowl. Hmm? Let him go. Let him go.
1: I didn't like where the, the uh rough, heavy breathing was going. And I was well, concerned. Oh, it, it's, Let it's him too. go. Let him go. That's it, how the of sound of frustration, Russ. Yeah. Well, I well, it well, I think some people could, if they were just listening you know,
3: while doing other things, they could be confused on what was happening there. (laughs) Well, sometimes he gets worked up. Let him go. Let him go, Russ. Let's just see where it takes us. This show is improvised, except for the items in Football Roundup that I script ahead of time and then read to you. (laughs) Urban Meyer's been talking, and uh, that's probably not a good idea, just in general, for him to be doing that. Um, Not a great idea. He probably should have waited quite a bit longer just so everyone would forget about all this stuff that happened in Jacksonville, like him... Kicking another player. Uh, he went on out. Allegedly. Eh, I believe Josh Lambeau. I mean, I do too, but just. We we'll say just allegedly. Right Urban we'll denies it. it, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, right. He went on out kick with uh, Dan Dockich. So, of course, that makes perfect sense. And denied kicking Josh Lambeau, even though Josh Lambeau was very specific about this incident when he was talking to, I believe it was the Tampa Bay Times or or whoever it was. Uh, during the season and that was definitely the incident that was the end of urban meyer urban meyer had done a lot of bad things and pretty much gotten away with it and then like the day that that kicking josh lambo story came out i think he was fired that night or the next night and the jaguars tried to say oh no no no, we've been thinking about this for a long time like nah i don't think so if he didn't do it after he stayed home on the team flight back from uh, cincinnati or whatever like i think the kicking thing was the thing that put it over the top and urban meyer seems to think so he's still kind of fighting that one um he does say russ that he quote made some mistakes in jacksonville so he admits that but he's kind of hinting that uh not all his fault and that maybe one day urban meyer will tell the whole story of what happened in jacksonville and i think like this makes perfect sense to me that we should just go to hurt feelings urban meyer to find out what the whole story was
2: hey guys really (laughs) happened in jacksonville yeah we do yeah I was minding my own business. You know, like my own, you know, my own little party, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a young lady, you know. She's doing my thing.
3: Urban, you know, you're it's... married.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You've built your entire career on family and professionalism, Urban.
2: Yeah, you know. You
3: know, is
1: funny. Like, most, you should use that in more areas of
3: life.
2: Yeah, you know. <laughs>
3: I liked Hurt Feelings' Kyler Murray better. It's tough going back-to-back, to back Tone. Um, Urban Meyer also said he's picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Or he's leaning toward them. I mean, he's actually, in Ohio. He, actually, he said he might be leaning toward them. So it was a very soft prediction.
1: It's, it's something funny about him going on out kick to talk about how he didn't kick Josh Lambeau.
3: Because it has kick in the name? Yeah. Y- yes, Jason. Thank you. And Dan Dokic. It's almost like. You know, kick it almost in his name. A quick update from the Pro Bowl, if you guys would like one. No, but go ahead. Well, I was there for it. Well, not for the game. Nobody, the game is unnecessary, but I was there for some practices. And uh, I can't get into all the details on this, but there was one player that I really wanted to talk to. And he was not available to talk to the media that day after that practice. Uh, and when he was asked if he could talk to the media he said no because I'm still drunk from last night so it's not a good idea this is at 11 a.m after a uh, hour-long practice in the heat uh I'm assuming you can't say the player's name on here but i cannot
1: i love i know who it is and I love that player and well, you're not I supposed say you say you know
2: who it is and you oh, can't say you love them because people know that you love Cooper cup
3: a Cooper's, Cooper's Cup a, is not in the Pro Bowl. The Pro he's in the Super Bowl, I know. So okay. he's still, it's so very fair. vague. Um, I will say though. I will say funny. though. Having watched many Pro Bowl practices over my life, which is uh, a sobering thing to admit. Now that I'm hearing myself say it out loud, nope, that I have no pun intended. Many, yeah, many Pro Bowl practices. Um, it is something you could do drunk. <sighs> you could do a Pro Bowl practice drunk. I could see it. I could see it. Deion Sanders was really offended by the Pro Bowl. Did you guys see his? Uh, his angry tweet about it.
2: Yeah, no. Coach D, I needs to take a chill pill. Right around that motorized to, scooter.
3: He had went on this long screed about how they used to go to Hawaii to prove to prove to the other players they were better. Than, that's not how it works now. Now everybody wears GoPros and there's they're throwing you know passes to kids or uh, Daniel, I saw te-
1: using two hands, two hand touch. Yeah.
3: For a guy
2: uh, that was uh, that was all about his money. Why would guys risk the chance of not making any by going a 1,000% for a game that means zero?
3: Yeah, I don't believe him, but <laughs> that's what you do when you're old. You complain about things and you tell people how it used to be different when you were young. Dion's in that category now. Um, Russ, you remember how I mentioned to you, you can bet on BetUS about whether or not Tom Brady will be back on a roster for week one yes, of sir. the 2022 season? Uh, well, he said he's going to retire, but... Maybe not, then, kind of hinted this week. Uh, He did not rule out on his podcast. He did not rule out returning in 2023. Let's hear what he said.
0: And now, Tony Gill reads.
3: 2022, Uh, I meant. Ah,
2: yes, guys, guys. I'm sorry. Tony Gill actually banned me. From being on the show while he was out, I don't know why. I apologize for my accent. I, I, okay, I know you guys right. had like, other people. I, I
3: you know, know that your whole bit to
2: do it, my segment here.
3: Yeah. Oh no, people, they like, did it, and and they did know, it much better. I'm back.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm,
3: I beg to differ. I'm back. Herb maybe. Howard. Herb Howard performed his like he was on Broadway. Tony. Tony, I understand like there's this whole bit where you put your glasses on to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, wrong. But now, they put them like, on crooked yeah, too. Why, yeah. Why are your glasses always askew? Now It doesn't make any sense. If you're putting your glasses on uh, to read, like. I get that I get the the whole thing you're going for even though I don't mm-hmm. find it funny of you putting glasses on to read but why are you putting them on crooked like and, and again mm-hmm. this is a an audio platform for the most part the glasses are in a way that like uh one one eye is basically not looking through the glasses right now like one of the the frames is on his the center mm-hmm. of his nose why are they so crooked what is this uh it I don't know what you guys are talking about I mean Maybe
2: they're a little askew, right? That's what I said. But this is a,
3: this is an audio okay. medium, you know, guys. Yeah, how I put on my glasses, is it, you know, right? But you're doing a bit that no one would know unless I say it. Go ahead and please read what Tom Brady said about as he did not rule out returning for 2022. Ah, Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast. I'm just
2: going to take things as they come. Whoa, you know. You never say never. At the same time, I feel very good about my decision. I don't know how I feel, how I'll feel six months from now. I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment. I'm not looking to reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. But at the same time, I love playing.
3: Rush, you okay? He's shaking his head No. I had to mute myself because it doesn't
1: matter whether he's reading or not. Tony's always going to catch it. <laughs> always. Like, he started the sentence and three words in. Yo. Oh, wow. This is what we
3: needed. This was the shot in the arm that we needed. This is what you've been missing, Russ, really. <laughs> uh, Russ, you know how we always talk about how cheap the bears are? Yes. Let me tell you what the Cincinnati Bengals were doing as they prepared to go play in the Super Bowl. They had to go practice at the University of Cincinnati because there was snow outside. It was freezing cold. And the Bengals in Cincinnati, Ohio, do not have an indoor practice facility.
2: (laughs) Sounds like Mike Brown found the thing. (laughs) He went to the Super Bowl and didn't have to invest any (laughs) money.
1: I, I just – I don't know how you're a uh, a football team and don't have an – in the NFL and don't have an indoor yeah. facility. Yeah. That's insane. Uh,
3: the Dolphins had this problem like 20 years ago when they hired Nick Saban, and he immediately was like, you guys got to build a bubble, and then they did. Um, I read a story in Sports Illustrated uh, that the Bengals only have six scouts. <laughs> That's their entire scouting staff, six and they, that team made it to the Super Bowl a while, and the Bears oh have not. <laughs> well, yeah. if you get the quarterback right, man. Um, yeah, but so I a lot I, of as issues. It, as it was originally explained to me, like, they planned for the Super Bowl so far in advance. So as it was explained to me in, like, November or December, um, teams were not going to arrive in L.A. for the Super Bowl until, like, Thursday, I think. The Bengals flew there Tuesday. And I think it's because they don't have an indoor practice facility. <laughs> You know, it also
2: makes you, on a serious note, uh, how Marvin Lewis got this narrative about him as a coach when he didn't have any resources that the other teams were, and he was still making the playoffs right. routinely. So it kind of makes you rethink the whole Marvin
3: Lewis uh, narrative that's been spun about him. Russ, this reminds me of, like, with the Bengals going to Super Bowl, it reminds me of, like, a mid-major team getting in the NCAA tournament and going to the Final Four. Like, years and years ago, I covered – uh a, a, a site where Norfolk state was a 15 seed and beat Missouri, the two seed to advance. And and then they were playing Florida who I was covering. So I spent like a day co- writing about Norfolk state and these guys were talking about flying commercially to their games, connecting, you know, like normal people do. And they were just blown away by their hotel in this, at this site because It had a pool with a water slide. I feel like that's probably what the Bengals are like some small team like that that gets into the NCAA tournament or some small college football program that gets into a big bowl and they're like, oh, my gosh, they give us a PlayStation. You know, the hotel is really nice and there's charter buses to get places. Uh, Tony, I'm going to go to the well one more time because it's written in my notes to try this, but now I'm nervous because the last one wasn't great. Can we do hurt feelings Bengals owner Mike Brown resisting – his players calls for a practice bubble. Hey guys.
2: What are you, what do you need a bubble for? You know, the weather outside is frightful, you know, but the fire is so delightful. Like when there's no place to go, just let us know. Like you guys are
3: big, tough football players, right? Fire you know, outside. You it? want them like practicing with like these flaming barrels that like bums use. Do you want them like on the side, those on the mean, sideline.
2: I mean, it, it builds character.
3: And look where you are now because of what I've done for you. Look where you are now. Mike Brown didn't spoil them. That's how they got to the Super Bowl, huh, Tone? <laughs> and lastly, Russ, all the NFL head coaching and GM positions have now been filled. Do you need a recap of the nine head coaches who were hired, or do you know them all?
1: Let me see if I can get them off of uh, memory. Okay. Bears, Matt Eberflus. Check. Uh, the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. The Saints, uh, Dennis Allen.
3: Their defensive coordinator, correct.
1: Uh, the Giants, Brian Dayball and not Brian Flores, as Bill Belichick thought. Yes, as Herb Howard told us, White Brian got that job. <laughs> yeah, the White Brian, yes. Right. Um, The Dolphins, Mike
3: McDaniel, no S. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one for me. That's a hard one not to say the S on the end of that. What do we have to, five? If he was the coach here, he would definitely be going by Mike McDaniel's. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Mike McDaniel's, my friend. Um, you got five of them. How about the five. Raiders? Raiders. That would be Josh McDaniel's with an S. A uh, McDaniel McDaniel's. I had so much trouble when I was co- my first year covering the Bears, and they had Chase Daniel, but also James Daniels. Mm. Nice. No, uh, uh, how the Vi- that would how be. about the Vikings? You got the Vikings, the Jags, and the Texans here, Russ. Um. The Vikings, uh, the Jags hired.
1: Who did the Jags hire?
3: Doug Peterson. There you go. Yes. Good job, Tony. Use your phone, a friend. That's it.
1: Yeah, that's that's all I have. Now I have um, 50 50 for, for the Vikings. The Vikings hired, they didn't hire Jim Harbaugh. No. You know what's funny? When you talk for a living, like Tony was talking about, and like being on TV and having to remember so much stuff, I sometimes I just it's just I just lose it. I don't it's a know. lot
3: to keep track of. It's Kevin it O'Connell. Is. Ah, the Rams' offensive coordinator. That's right. And then the Houston Texans, Russ. I'm sure you know this one. Uh Lovey Smith. Yeah.
1: Even though they wanted uh, Josh
3: McCown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, a weird way of uh, ending up at Lovey Smith, who was in their building the entire time. Um, how do you feel about how that job in particular turned out where Brian Flores was still a candidate as far as we knew right up until the end?
1: It was, it's just the, the, the turn in all of a sudden, you've had all these other finalists in there and it's like, Oh shoot. NFL's in hot water. We might be in hot water. Uh, Lovey's in the building. Lovey's black. Let's hire Lovey. But well, we like Josh McCown. Uh, put Josh McCown on Lovey's staff, and he'll be the coach after Lovey. Well, what does that say about our organization? That it's bad. That's what it says. Uh, I don't. Lovey's also
3: a really good coach.
1: Yeah, but I, I think, don't think, I, I think. I, it's less about him being a good coach and more about that's a bad organization and bad. Like nothing about that job for whoever got it would be good. And so I I just don't think whoever's there would be set up for success
3: regardless of who who got it. It'd be a hard job to take I think after seeing what they did to David Cully. Yep. And and I know you don't turn down those jobs like you like people will form a line to take the Jaguars job or whatever. Uh, but it's watching what I mean they really did a dirty move with David Cully. I would really be apprehensive taking one of those jobs.
1: A guy th- that works
3: Go ahead Tony. No, I think it's just (laughs) I think in their effort
2: to uh, not seem as bad that in a sense made themselves look worse knowing how bad their situation is knowing they have a quarterback that is that might be a sexual predator Um, and they're the biggest their way of you know, saying oh, we view all candidates equal and we're not the same organization we'll hire another black coach to hopefully clean up our mess. Um, but it's, it's, it's weird because it's like, I thought they should have gave McCown the job, right? Like why give another black coach this crappy situation just so you can fire him because of the crappy situation. No, give it, give it to him. Give, the give guy you Josh wanted McCown. to give it to him. right? Right. Let Josh McCown with no coaching experience, clean up your mess uh, that you made instead of, you know, giving it to another black coach, just to say you did it but yeah. not actually giving him you know a legit chance to actually do the job um and clean up the mess that is the Texans.
1: David Culley took your bad head coaching position and turned it into something, right? He With overachieved. The, he overachieved and they fired him after a year. That you can't fire a guy like Lovey Smith after a year because in their mind, he has more cachet, his resume's a lot longer than a guy like David Coley, who spent his entire career working to get that job and then get fired after you did what you were supposed to do as a head coach, galvanizing a team that had very little talent and making something of it. That guy gets fired. You bring in Lovey Smith. And let's say you, you're, you're still bad. You fire Lovey after two years, and then you bring in Josh McCown as the coach in waiting, which is also like against the rules.
3: It's yeah. just – it's bad. He, uh, he could still end up on that staff. If I was Lovey Smith, I might resist that idea. Um, do you really think that the NFL put pressure would put pressure on a team to hire a black coach? I, I think, think with maybe everything maybe. that happened, They're I think in this everything that's exactly happened, yes, do. yes, I think but so. it doesn't – I'm not sure. I, I see what you're why? saying. Why don't, why don't you not, think so? The reason I don't think so is because the NFL – these teams are not subservient to the NFL. The NFL is subservient to all these teams. Like Roger Goodell works for all these owners. So I, it's hard for me to picture one of these rich billionaires being told what to do with a coaching hire by a guy who works for them in Roger Goodell. But you are sitting there like you're sitting there eight hires in out of nine, seven are white coaches One is Mike McDaniel, who identifies as multiracial. And the only other black coach in the league is Mike Tomlin with Pittsburgh. So I could see the circumstances under which the NFL would want the Texans to hire a black coach. But it's just hard for me to wrap my head around Roger Goodell telling one of those owners what to do when it pretty much works the other way around.
1: I'm almost positive. If Brian Flores doesn't, sue the nfl the broncos the dolphins and the giants we probably go eight for nine on eight white coaches and mike
3: mcdaniel so you're thinking josh mccown for houston probably yes yeah okay
1: because with everything that's happened in the last week it's almost everybody's looking at your hiring a lot closer like most people wouldn't care who the texans hired but after all this has happened, it's like, all right, Texans, you 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 had they and they had eyes on them already because of what happened with how things went down with David Culley. Now right. it's just like, all right, yeah, you know, who are you going to hire? Because now the, the the pool of candidates is a lot less. You have a ton of candidates, candidates of color out there.
3: Yep. Who are you going to hire? The enemy's like, still out there. Brian Flores still out there.
1: Uh, Raheem Morris, Byron Leftwich. Yep. None of yep. those guys got hired. None of them. And so. I think they would have hired Josh McCown, man. And and seeing that he was a finalist, like I think the Dolphins were always locked in on Mike McDaniel.
2: I think but, they wanted Harbaugh. And Harbaugh's like, I can't go down there, my guy. Let's try this again in, the, in a year or two.
1: I think, uh, but he was one of their finalists, right? So even if that was the case, I think McDaniel is probably a better hire long-term for them than Jim Harbaugh. Um, because if Jim Harbaugh was that great of a, of a hire, there would have been more teams that were interested than ended up being. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I, it's hard for, you don't get benefit of the doubt if you're, if for me as the NFL or teams because of your history and things that have happened, right? You don't get a benefit of the doubt of, well, maybe they would have hired Brian Flores if this didn't happen or, or maybe, you know, a team would have hired Byron Leftwich or, or Raheem Morrison. No. History has shown that that's not the case, and the league itself doesn't get the benefit of the doubt.
3: They don't. But, we, but we've but we talked about this before with the Bears, where they own the team and they do whatever they want, and they do not care how you feel it about it. And I think that these 32 teams operate in their own best interest. Which specific team has been smeared by blackballing Colin Kaepernick? There's no one team. There's no one team that we all point at and be like, Denver, it was you, you should have taken, or Bears, it was you, you should have taken, Dolphins. Like It's a stain on the league, but by it being everybody's fault, it ends up being nobody's fault. And I think that's kind of how it works with their hiring and things like that is they can all sit here and say, well, it's not, we're not, it's not our job to just go hire a black coach. We hired the guy we wanted. And if every team does that and they're, you know, limiting which guys they consider seriously and things like that, then this is what you end up with. I
1: just think like literally days after or not, not even days, but like hours after Brian Flores, lawsuit came out, the NFL came out and said that his lawsuit was without merit quote, right? That's a quote from their, their statement. But then in like 24 or 48 hours later, there was a memo sent out by the NFL to teams that, that basically said hey, now the Rooney rules in place for a reason and y'all not hiring black coaches. I I wish Tony could do hurt feelings NFL, but like, (laughs) yeah, that's what, that's basically what that statement was, right? Hey guys, why aren't you hiring black coaches? Like we know you're just checking off a box, but there are guys out there, right? That's what that statement was. And it's hard to talk out of both sides of your mouth. And that's what that everything that's happened for years and years and years, whether it's it, 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 and coaches talking about how they were treated, not being like Eric enemies had 15 interviews over
3: the last four years to be a head coach in the NFL and has never gotten a job. Well that's the thing is it's like this is so easily believed by all of us because it's what it's what we all have thought was happening, right. We've all all seen it. We've all seen tweets or stories or whatever about so-and-so interviewed for whatever job over the last however many years. And you immediately are like, that's a Rooney Rule interview. You know that's not a serious interview.
2: I think things will start changing when uh, teams start to uh, learn the the benefits of getting those, what, third-round picks because they hired black coaches I think once the team starts abusing the rest of the teams because they keep getting those extra picks in the third round, because they keep, you know, hiring or promoting black coaches. Like that's the thing. If if you're listening to this and you didn't know
3: you get extra draft picks for hiring a black person. So teams are actively not. You get extra picks. If a, if a person of color gets hired out of your organization.
1: Right. So the the Texans get nothing for lovey because he was in the building already. Right.
2: Right. So if, so if you're growing or if you're promoting uh black talented coaches, it, it it incentivizes you to do that and teams aren't doing that at a rate that they should. They have to be they have to be incentivized to grow their interview pool to get the mm-hmm. best people available. Like it's 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 insane.
3: Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with Ben Simmons. You opened the door. You said we could talk about Ben Simmons again. I
1: said we sh- talk about him on the TV show all the time, and I would like mm-hmm. to avoid to here,
3: but it's fine. it's fine. Well, if they do it, we get to do it. So. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> we we pay you here too, so. And not, I mean, not not as much, but yeah, you do. Well, we're working on it. We're working on it. It's We're fine. working on it. Uh, maybe we'll get an underwear sponsor after today. I wouldn't be mad at that one. We do. Yeah. We know a company. Right. Um, I'm not sure who's more delusional here, Ben Simmons or the Sixers. Ben Simmons is still holding out, hoping he'll get traded to a team that will treat him like a star, which, by the way, Ben, if that happens between now and the deadline, it's going to be like the Kings or something. It's not going to be what you want. I've been oh, trying to tell like you time. The Kings the made time, their big move. It's going to be a team that's kings adjacent. It's going to be a team. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a team in that category. Okay, but the, but also Russ, I read on ESPN that the Sixers called the Nets to see if they could trade for James Harden for basically nothing. Could they basically just have James Harden, and uh, maybe get him to take Ben Simmons in that deal? I like that deal for both teams. Simmons think- for Harden. I think Uh it's an awful
1: deal for the Nets because you have no guys currently that can create their own shot. And with no KD, that forces Ben Simmons to be a scorer. And you're hoping that he can come back and get himself in shape after not playing basketball for the last six months. It's a lot more risk than reward for the Nets.
2: I mean, they got half a team as is. Like, I don't think Ben Simmons makes them worse.
3: It don't make them better. They got Uh, half a team right now. Right now.
2: And if he got a player available, ready to go, like, you know, what he's going to do, you know, he's, he, but you, we, but we don't, a, he hasn't a,
1: played basketball in six months. Uh, You're assuming a, that he gets back to all NBA level.
2: I mean, defense It's just conditioning for me for with Ben Simmons. Def, he, he's an elite defender. You just don't stop learning how to play defense. Like he's big and strong and he can play defense. His offense was, is never, was never really a thing. This is my issue. This is not my issue, but this is my the, my other point.
1: Have the mental issues that he had in Philly all of a sudden gone when he gets to Brooklyn? Yes. See, then, if that if they are, then that's. I, I think that's pretty nasty. I think that's nasty.
3: Tony, you're saying they only have half a team. The Nets that they, they have half a team right now in mm-hmm. February. Their best player is really Patty Mills fair. or old Blake Griffin. Today, uh-huh. as we talk today, but that doesn't really matter if they they end up with the fifth or sixth seed and they have durant back at some point like it's mm-hmm. not going to they will not, only not, have it's not worth
1: taking on ben simmons they only have kyrie for like 10 more games this season as of this recording they, he doesn't get to play in new york they have 13 more 13 more road games he can't play in two of them because they play the can't Knicks play in, in at Canada, home so, think, right? and he can't play in toronto so 10 more games he can play in and you don't so, know when you're going to get kd back
2: So starting the playoffs on the road seems like a
3: pretty good idea for them. Then, (laughs) Thank you, Tony. Russ, I wrote down like every single thing we had to talk about today. I wrote down to do hurt feelings next to it because I was so glad to have Tony back. Do you want to hear this is going to I'm going to put this in your hands, Russ. Do you want to hear just listen to the listen to the option first and then you can decline it. I'm putting this in your hands. Okay. Yo, do you want to hear. Good job. Hurt feelings, Daryl Morey, that no one will take Ben Simmons and the rest of his five-year $177 million contract, or no?
1: Fine. Tony, go ahead.
2: Hey, guys. I'm glad you joined this call here. Um, it seems like nobody wants an all-star. Um, the uh, New Orleans, do you have an all-star? No, no. Um, Oklahoma City do you, do you have an all-star no no okay 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 um I mean what's 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 a what's a 100 plus million dollar contract these days right I mean we're gonna make it off the we're gonna make it off the tv deal in the next couple of years you know like analytics analytics numbers baby come on somebody somebody smooths with me come on who wants who yeah. wants an NBA all-star come on who wants to, on, to throw me on, a guys. couple who wants
3: to throw Dar- big Daryl a couple of first round picks come on All right. Yo, the uh, team that
1: the team that trades for Ben Simmons got. It'll bless, be a bad dog. team. It'll be a bad team. I promise you, it'll be a bad team. It, but see, I don't want to say that. And then Thursday when we release this, my guy Shams reports that he's getting traded to the to the Nets for,
2: <laughs>
3: for, for James Harden. Yeah. I can see the Knicks doing it. It's the kind of thing the Knicks might do. And then it would blow up on them. The Arizona Coyotes. Tony, do you know who that is? Uh do they play hockey? Yes. Okay, so there you go. You're in the ballpark. Arizona Coyotes are an NHL team kind of. Uh they're about to be like basically homeless and trying to sleep on Arizona State's couch. Uh their lease for their building in Glendale ends at the end of this season. The Suns will not share their building with them. And their solution while they float this idea of eventually building a real arena Tempe is to play at a yet to be finished building at Arizona state that will seat 5,000 people. That will be their max capacity. That's like a minor league hockey game. Um, the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman makes it sound like Glendale does not want them anymore. The Suns are wishing that they would just move because it's kind of competition for the market. I I feel like there's not anybody that actually wants this team to be there. I don't know why they're there.
1: Yeah, this is where you gotta relocate.
3: Sounds like they're getting re- re- uh, relegated. Yeah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> they're gonna be playing in the Chicago Wolves division. Wolves, the Chicago Wolves League. Uh they're currently 30th in attendance at eleven thousand six hundred. So that's like, you know that's not very good. Russ, can the uh can the Arizona Coyotes crash on your couch?
1: No. No, they can't. I, it, real- I feel I feel like the Suns. You can't come here.
3: This idea of them playing like kind of semi long-term in a 5,000-seat arena is crazy. You remember the Chargers were playing in that soccer stadium for a couple of years? Yeah. Uh, SeatGeek, StubHub Stadium. Mm -hmm. That was like uh, 30,000 or so capacity. And I went to a game. I covered a game there once. It was cool. But that was always temporary. I was like, hey, there's going to be this limited opportunity if you want to come see NFL games in a 30,000-seat stadium. And it's kind of cool. But it was always limited. It was always we're gonna right. build this palace that they're gonna play in eventually. Uh this is more this is like Russ, if I had said I needed to come crash on your couch and you're like, cool, do you need a night or two? And I was like, Yeah, like probably like one or two nights or maybe like um maybe like a year.
1: Yeah, like if you're a player, I'm not playing for this team no. playing at some rec league ice rink. Yeah. Like I'm a professional athlete and you have me playing at some elementary school. No
3: not doing that uh, here's a really good story here's a fantastic story did you see that eagle safety anthony harris took an 11 year old girl whose father and grandfather died last year to a daddy-daughter dance outside of austin texas i didn't this is fantastic this is such a good story uh you you guys can uh you look this up on youtube or google there's videos and pictures of uh, him doing this and talking about it, uh, he he went all out for this for this daddy daughter dance for an 11 year old girl who's been through a lot. Fully decked out, uh, he showed up like he was going to prom, and sent a car to pick her up and everything. Like just he 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 was asked why he did this, and he said, "quote Just trying to be a human." And we usually make fun of stuff cool. on here on on the show, but I felt like this was mm-hmm. this is such a cool thing that this guy did that we should we should give him some shine for this. Salute. That's dope, Tony. You look skeptical. You look like you want to. You want to poop on this. Don't give him an opportunity to just keep talking, Jason. All right, I have an update for you, Russ, regarding Kanye <laughs> West, Kim Kardashian, oh and Pete Davidson. America's favorite love triangle. My, it's actually not a guy triangle. You, you really seem to like Pete. I think Pete gets a. You admire bad hat. it. You admire his game, huh? I think his jersey's in the rafters. Yes. You've mentioned that. Yes. Uh, it's not actually a triangle. It's more of like a love square uh, because Kanye is dating someone too, Julia Fox. Um, but she's not famous enough for me to have known who she was before this. I know she's been <laughs> in movies and stuff, but I'd, I just had never heard that name before. The other three I'd heard of. Um, so anyway, here's just the, uh, the bullet points from my research today. Let me catch you up on all of the happenings in this entanglement, if you will. Uh, Pete. Called Kim, his girlfriend, using the actual word for the first time. So it's getting official. It's pretty serious. Uh, Julia has nicknamed her and Kanye, Julia. You know, like celebrity couple mashup. Yeah. Ju- okay. Julia. Nasty. Ugh. And Kanye recently had a uh, Kim Kardashian lookalike at a party of his. That's weird, dog. Uh, yeah, it is. And they also might be kind of dating because uh Julia and Kanye are in an open relationship, a source told the New York Post, because quote, their bond transcends typical norms because they're evolved beings. Do remember so I like pitch, I might pitch that to my wife. Uh, you know, no, don't, don't
1: we're don't we're evolved beings. Don't catch, don't catch a wine bottle upside the head, bro. <laughs> um I'm gonna here's Remember like six months ago in the pod when I'm like, we need to stop asking famous people things.
3: Uh, Yes. I believe Herb Howard reiterated that point last week as well. Yeah. We just have to keep pushing that issue.
1: Like we got to push that agenda. Stop asking famous people stuff because we're never going to like
3: the answers that we get. And then our thought leaders become uh, Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly. Pete gets thrown in this mix and he didn't do anything, but it's okay. Yeah, he <laughs> seems like a real, like, you know, straight and narrow, upright person. Yes. I'm Yes, so- chi- If children are listening to this, yes. As what Russ is trying to say is uh, do as Pete Davidson does. Let Kim. All right, now that we're here, I got to come <laughs> to my guy Pete's defense.
1: What has he done besides date beautiful people and be funny on SNL and then stand up? Flying me. <laughs> right what like honestly what's what what has he done that makes people so upset i
3: don't think people are upset i think everyone oh, loves pete davidson
1: it, people kill pete like he broke up kanye and kim's marriage that shit was long on its road to being
2: <laughs> you know what let me stop uh i mean i'm surprised it lasted that long just to be yes keeping the plug. so yes. they should they, they should be they, their marriage was the david cully Overachieved.
3: I don't want to laugh at that. I don't want to laugh at that. That's. I don't think. I don't think you can say I don't want to laugh at that as you cackle into the microphone. (laughs) It doesn't really work like that. The problem is, I would never laugh at that. (laughs) The
1: problem is, that's one of the best jokes Tony's ever said. Like that's hilarious, but like also effed up because David Cully should have a job still. But yeah.
3: It's a good joke, Tony. Talk, Tony's become joke. so cynical on marriage, and he's not even married yet.
1: Right, he just gave his girl a ring a couple months ago, and now it's, eh, yeah. you know, this marriage thing. Had you know loans. who would not?
3: You know who would not have made that joke is Anthony. Mm. Mm. Mm, the lies. Mm. Yeah. He's lied. Anthony would have been like, "I hope they can. I hope they can patch things up."
1: Yeah, I want them to work things out. And if the there's anything the I can do, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of the kids it's definitely an right. Anthony
2: thing. Donda was it's... in Chicago. They played a series of basketball games, Donda High School. I saw. I saw.
1: Yes. There's a lot of famous uh high school basketball players in town. Bronnie and company were in town. Mm-hmm. Very good game at uh Win Trust. So, yes. Um Jason, is that it for things we didn't get to today? One more thing, uh I was going to say run. we didn't have a, we didn't have animal news. Go ahead. Well, that's not
3: always what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's cool. We a seventeen-foot crocodile spent ah, more than five years stuck in a bike tire in Indonesia. So picture a crocodile like in a river or whatever, stuck with a, uh, a bike tire around it. Had this bike tire on it. Was originally spotted more than five years ago, and had to live like this until Monday when the locals. Saved it. Environmental workers in Indonesia had been working to try to uh, free this alligator for more than five years, and the locals solved it on their own. A local bird salesman named Teeley, I believe it's pronounced, lured it with chicken meat, and then dozens of people. It took. This is a 17-foot crocodile, Russ. Dozens of people used ropes to kind of ensnare it and pull it out, and then they could subdue it, like wrap it up, whatever, and then cut the tire off so that he'd be free. All right. A, a local conservation agency said that Teely will get a reward for this. The government originally offered a reward for someone, anyone who could help this crocodile, and then realized that was a bad idea because you're enticing people to interact with a crocodile. <laughs> so they took down the reward. But then they said, you know, Teely did a great job. He's going to get a reward. Tony, my question for you in this uh, amazing story of human crocodile friendship is how much would the reward have to be because tealy his role in this keep in mind his role was to use chicken meat to lure the crocodile out of the water so everyone could catch it how much would the reward have to be for you to be involved in trying to lure a crocodile toward you a 17 foot crocodile
2: oh how many uh how low would I go? Oh, yeah, see, that's what I want to get. We've Tony. had this
1: conversation with Tony before, and he like he said, like yeah, like one hundred fifty dollars, something like that.
3: <laughs> I think that was <laughs> to take a punch from Mike Tyson, wasn't? Yes, it? Yes, he said like yeah, you know, a thousand dollars. I'm like Tony, what? He might have said ten thousand, but it was not much. It was not the it, right answer. It wasn't
1: nearly enough. No. Now, how mm-hmm.
3: much, Tony? If I, I hand you a bucket full of raw chicken meat and say, go use this to lure that crocodile up under the shore toward you, what's the
2: reward? Five. 500,000. I thought he
1: was going to say $500. Would be like I thought he was going to say five All grand. Right.
3: <laughs> $500,000.
2: That's about as low yeah. as I can go. That's probably All fair. Right.
3: Now, that being said, would you do it for 100K? 100K <sighs> in cash, handed right to you the moment after you do it. All you got to do is lure a crocodile toward you.
2: No, nah, no, nah, I think I'm
3: going to stick with that one. 150. Uh, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> he thought about it. He was like, "Well, damn. You I could definitely get me. I could definitely get him at at
1: half of what he originally said for sure by then." No, end the yeah. <laughs> you say 101, he would probably yeah, yeah, probably. I can do that. Oh, man. Um this was a fun episode. I'm glad uh I'm glad our guy Tony's back, doing well, healthy. Uh Kill all the rumors out there that Tony was gonna. We we broke up, Ooh. you know. Mm-hmm. There was no. This is not the Beatles. Like we're we're all back together. Everybody's happy. We saw Tony in the midst of all this,
3: mm-hmm.
1: doing fine. Um, but no, we really are happy to have him him back on and on. And I know that a lot of the listeners are as well. But don't forget, our podcast is sponsored by BetUS. You can use promo code Sports Adjacent to get a one hundred twenty five percent. Discount when you deposit your first fifty dollars. Did I mess something up, Jason? Let's do a second take of that one. Did I say? All right, let's. I'll well, try this What again. would a
3: hundred and twenty-five percent discount be?
1: A <laughs> hundred twenty-five percent sign-up bonus. You know. Okay. There we go. There. We, that's by when you, after you deposit your first fifty dollars. It's been a long day, guys. Long day. Um, <laughs> as always, make sure you're listening. Use. Whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. You're so thrown.
3: You're so thrown. I'm telling when I tell you make sure you're I'm listening bad, to people that are literally listening right now. That's see, all they're doing is listening. I tell you, the day I've had, bro,
1: you would understand. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Get us out of here, Jason. I, I can't do it anymore.
3: I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Keep listening to the show. Keep uh, rating and reviewing and sharing this show with your friends. Go on and.